Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Thank you. First things first, your exes should be blocked. You know, acknowledging the good things and moving on. We're not about bad vibes here. Are you relationship experts? No. no. <laughs> My pants were wet. <laughs> it ain't even about BDE anymore. It's about thank you next energy, yeah? This podcast contains multiple references to Ariana Grande's song, Thank You Next. We aren't trying to get sued today, so we just want to credit the proof that God is a woman, Ariana Grande herself, for inspiring this podcast, all memes and all references to the song on this podcast. Go listen to her tracks now on Spotify. Actually, not now. You're listening to us. Okay. Go listen to her tracks later on, not now, on Spotify, YouTube and Apple Music. And like I said earlier... We are not trying to get sued. Thank you, Ariana's team, for not suing us. Please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi. Welcome to Thank You Next. The voice you're listening to right now is Raj. And I'm Hardeep. And I know that from hearing the title of this podcast, you might think that this is an Ariana Grande stand podcast, but it's not. It might be an Ariana Grande stan podcast in disguise, but only time will tell. Um, So, Hardeep, are you an Ariana Grande stan? No, not really. However, sometimes when I'm, like, cooking or if I'm cleaning, I'll, like, put her tunes up really loud and really get into it, you know, mm, mm, moving, moving, stir-fry, whipping, whipping. I want to say I'm a stan, though. What about you? I was willing to pay 200 and whatever pounds for the tickets to her tour if when they were being sold on Viagogo. Because, you know, you know Viagogo sells tickets like at just extreme prices. But I was like, you know what? If it's for Ari, I'll do it. Because that album was my breakup album. I cried tears to that album. Would you pay that for Beyonce? No, I've seen Beyonce live so many times, man. Like, But I haven't seen Ariana live yet once. So it's like, you know when you become obsessed with a, an artist to the point where that album is the album of an era of your life. You you have to pay homage, innit? You've got to be like... I feel you, breakup album. What was the best song on there for you during your breakup? Oh, man. I really liked... Um, oh, my God, I don't know what it's called. After laughter comes tears. I don't know what this is, but I'm just bopping. Oh, Fake Smile. It was called Fake Smile. Then, and it's basically, it's a, it's a track about her going to like parties, pretending to be happy, but she's like, fuck a fake smile. Is that how you felt? I felt like that in the relationship. Deep. Mm. You know how the phrase, thank you next, became the equivalent of a breakup anthem, a sign of empowerment and a meme? Well, this podcast represents all of that. Big thank you next energy. It ain't even about BDE anymore. It's about thank you next energy, yeah? What's BDE? Big Dick Energy. Oh, all right. I don't know, I don't know what one of those are. I don't know what are those are. We don't do that here. We don't do... You don't do big dicks? You do little dicks? <laughs> little Dick Energy. <laughs> I know what you're thinking because I can read your mind right now. What is Thank You Next about if it isn't an Ariana Grande stand podcast? Well, it's about turning your L's into lessons and then turning those lessons into wins. 
If you don't know what an L is, an L is basically like... A loss. You're, you're, lo- something you're, you're losing. Lo- oh my God, that sounds so deep. A loss. Not not like... What like we all say is we'd be like, utter canal today. So that's what we mean by that. So it might not have worked out with that X that you thought was going to be the one. But what did you get out of that experience? That is what I'm trying to learn right now. Ariana Grande famously said... One top me love, one top me patience, one top me pain. <laughs> Sorry, that was awful. So what, <laughs> if anything, did you learn from your past relationship? Because every relationship leaves you with a little gift, and it? It's a little gift of wisdom. You have to flip it. Instead of just looking at the bad stuff and like whatever, you have to think about how you can learn from it and how you can grow because otherwise you'll be in a pit of misery and I don't want to be there. Nah, we're not about bad vibes here. Like bad energy, stay far away. You better stay far away. So um, before we get any more lawsuits, each week we're going to be reliving some of the best and worst bits from ours and our guests' lives. But we aren't just talking about romantic relationships. Just want to make that clear right now. We're also talking about the other important relationships in our lives, including friendships, because, you know, people have toxic friendships sometimes. Family, work politics, everything. Just literally everything. We're going to be figuring out what the lesson and what the win from all of those experiences were, just so we're not crying over the same thing for the rest of our lives. Oh, no. Because, you know, it's just that thing of like history repeats itself, isn't it? It's like they always say that if you don't learn from your last relationship. Oh, my God. Trust me. You basically repeat that same behavior in your next relationship until you've learned the lesson and then you can have a relationship that's better than the last one. So in every episode, we're going to break down three things from some shit that went down in our life or our guest life and send them off with a thank you next. It's not just about us, guys. We want to know what you want to say thank you next to. So email us at hi thank you next podcast at gmail.com. And that's hi, not like you're getting high with your homies, but it's just like a hi, hello, hey, how you doing? And uh, follow us on socials at Thank You Next Pod. And while you're here, don't forget to subscribe from wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on any of the sexy, saucy surprises that we have in store for you. <laughs> what kind of uh, sexy surprises are you planning on giving your listeners? The best review gets a special dance. Oh, shit. All right. The mandem are going to be in the comments, in the reviews, yeah? Nobody's going to be in the comments. <laughs> mandem, if you are listening, we would like to see you in the reviews because Hardy will be doing a special dance, which you can request. You can make requests for moves you'd like to see in the dance and what song you'd like. Mm, mm. And what moves, specifically uh, what moves. I'm kind of picturizing genuine pony, but, you know, I'll leave it. I'll leave it to listeners. You are in control. Thank you. Next. In this episode, we're going to be talking about how long you should wait before moving on to a new relationship. It's always a hot topic. Picking up some big dick energy from your partner and getting closure. (laughs) Oh, and you know what else? Me and Hardeep don't actually know each other very well. We're kind of getting to know each other via this podcast. So you might not know a lot about us. And this is basically what you need to know. We're two brown girls who work in the creative industry, radio, TV, social media, all that kind of thing. But we don't like to be put into a box, okay? So we're not going to do that here. 
We're creatives. I like to call myself a creative freelancer. I like to call myself a creative creative. Get it? Because it's like you're a creative. Cre- oh. oh, no, I don't get it. But <laughs> No, like creative creative. You know, like. Mm. Oh, okay. oh, and uh, I'm from Coventry. And I'm from Southall. Isn't that where Bend It Like Beckham was filmed? Yeah, it was filmed there. It's also the home of Punjabi Hit Squad. <laughs> um, I don't know, Jalebi Junction. Excellent. And this podcast, like, we don't know each other. We don't know each other properly, right? We're learning about each other on this podcast as well. Because we actually don't know each other. But I actually do know you from before. Dun, dun, dun. Did I send you an email? Yeah, you did send me an email. No, you sent me a DM, but that isn't it. <laughs> so Hardy um, slid into my DMs. Can I just say, first of all, I really... Is that it? Is that all you was going to say? Nah. Well, can I just say the nah. worst thing? I'm a Pisces, right? Yeah, I'm a Taurus. I'm a Pisces, and the thing that we hate more than anything is being like haunted by our past. So tell me. <laughs> so like, all right, I used to work at ITV2, yeah? At ITV, basically. I used to look after their like social content. So like one night I was tweeting the MOBOs, live tweeting the MOBOs. So you just tweet stuff to gas people up and whatever. I really love Lady Leisha. So that night I tweeted from ITV2's account. I tweeted, yo, famalam, Lady Leisha's about to shut down the stage, yeah? And ITV2's Twitter account that night got cancelled over that tweet, yeah? So... ITV2 was trending that night, all for the wrong reasons. And like when we were doing our shifts and stuff, like when you live tweet in the evening, you do it from home, you're by yourself, you're not with your bosses, you're not with your colleagues. So like everyone saw we were trending and people were saying, ITV2 are racist, how dare they tweet this? ITV2, how dare a white man behind the ITV2 Twitter account freaking tweet this? And I was just like, fuck, what have I done? Then I was like, let me check Famalab because I literally quoted Lady Leisha's lyrics, yeah? I was like, is Famalam racist? Like, what have I just said? Have I said something? Like, what? So I'm like Googling Famalam. I'm like, nah, nah, nah. It's not racist. It's London slang. This is Manchester slang. Whatever. It's slang, slang. Right, fine. And then, yeah. I remember when this happens, but have, what's this got to do with me? Wait, yeah. Wait, what's yeah. You just, wait. Me? You just, wait. <laughs> and then, like, I'm looking yeah, at who's tweeting and what they're tweeting. And I'm just, like, having a little meltdown. I'm like, shit, tomorrow morning, Laura, my boss, she's going to sack me. I'm going to be sacked. Like, these guys are all saying I'm racist and shit. And then there you are on Twitter. <laughs> you. <laughs> and, and you're like, yeah, who the fuck wrote this, man? <laughs> racist. Sure? Wait, I, mean, I didn't know that was me. When? That was so you. Because I was like, I know this girl, yeah. When did this happen? Can I? I was off the. I was off social media for two years, like nearly two. Don't years. even. This was before that. This was before that. This was like when Lady Alicia was doing the mobos. So this is a long time ago. Um, I don't. I don't feel like I would have said something. That was racist. you. I don't know if you said it was racist, but you were like, yeah. What the hell is? Does what the fuck does ITV two think they're doing? Oh, and I was like, I don't know. I'm more of a lol. Oh, I'm more of like stop a, it. <laughs> stop it. Because no, I remember. A, and no, I was no, like, no, 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 no. I was like, this brown girl said I racist. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I know that girl. And here we are. And now we're here doing a podcast together. <laughs> what did you think the story was going to be? I, I thought, did we date the same person? Do you know something that I did? You thought oh, we yeah, were related. You were like, yeah. Potentially family, friends. Literally. Oh, I recognise you from Gurpreet's wedding. I don't go to any weddings, but yeah, probably Gurpreet's stupid bitch, got married. Something, I don't know. No, I'm joking. That's right. That's my story. That's how, that's how I know you from before. 
I didn't get sacked the next day. That was you though. That was me. And I was like, I was I was calling my boss and I was like- That was a moment, like I do remember now you say it. What I wanted to do that night was take a picture of myself and be like, hi everybody, it's not a white man tweeting from ITV2. Brop! <laughs> like, you know, cause it's just like, uh, excuse me, how dare you say I'm a white man tweeting Famalam? Anyway. Now we've covered how we know each other. You said at the start of this that it was important for us to tell people our relationship status. You know, yeah, because I don't want people... Look, we're not trying to be relationship experts. This isn't Celebs Go Dating. I think I am one a little bit, though. No, low-key, All right, all right. Hardy is a low-key relationship expert. I'm just very, very interested in uh, the human psyche and all of that shit or whatever. I think I'm becoming more of a psychologist in my days. Mm. Um, In terms of, like, a sexpert, no... But if we're going to more with the psychology, as you said. Okay, so Hardy Pitt is a psychologist, but um, I'm, I'm really not. And I just want to state that I'm not like an expert on relationships or anything. I am single. I am on Hinge right now. I have managed to get my Hinge crush to talk to me on WhatsApp, but I think he's friend zoned me. So that's where I'm at in my life. What about you, Hardy? We're gonna, we, need to, we need to get into that at some point. I'm single. I've been single for a while. How long is a while? Oh, shit, Marv. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't want anyone to get gassed. I think I've been single for like two years, maybe two years, maybe a year and a half. I don't know. I need to check. I don't want anybody to get like gassed about how how long I've been single or like work it out and then realise that that's the last time. No, but you know, you know, like when you say you're single, you don't count the people that you're like casually seeing i think i don't care what label is put on something i don't care if you're if you think you're seeing someone if you're in a relationship if you're just trying if they're taking energy any energy that is time and space energy it's something so yeah. so it's a relationship fully, fully, it's a it's something it's a situation entanglement yes i have i've not been entangled for a year i haven't been entangled i don't want to be entangled i think that is so toxic yeah i hear that's the thing on hinge now that loads of people say that they want entanglements yeah, I think so. I don't know. Gross. Anyway, I'm not going to... Is that in your bio? But it Are you mad? Are you mad? Next. All right, cool. So listen, this week, yeah, we're going to start things off by shouting out something that's gone down this week that we want to say thank you next to. What are you saying thank you next to, Raj? So listen, yeah, today, yeah, I was listening to the radio because like when I drive around, I actually listen to the radio. I don't listen to Spotify and stuff. I know everyone just listens to their own playlist nowadays, but yeah, I'm really, really old school. And they were playing Ain't That Funny, you know, J-Lo. And um, the guy, yeah, man. And the guy who was like presenting the radio show, I can't remember what radio station I was listening to. It was obviously some sort of old schooly sort of one. And um, he was just like, yeah, so you guys don't know, but that track was about Diddy, you know, and something went down at a club one night and then it all ended and da-da-da-da-da. And then he went on to be like, oh, and J-Lo spoke about it openly, you know, in an interview she did a tell all and that's just shady and it's just like i was sitting there like i'm sorry what you're saying that something that j-lo experienced in her life in a relationship when she was with a man who she was probably gonna marry she must have been engaged to him she was engaged to him right she was engaged to like all of her exes did he yeah i don't know maybe she wasn't engaged i don't know but i just remember j-lo collects rings like that guy from the Marvel movies. Was she even with Diddy? Yeah, girl, she was with Diddy, yo. Why? So, okay, the tea is that she was with Diddy and it was a really serious relationship. It was a very public relationship. Like, everyone knew they were in a relationship and it ended when something happened in a club. I don't know if it was in New York or LA and, like, Diddy pulled a gun out on someone or something like that and she was just like, 
no, I'm I'm not dealing with this anymore. And Casual. I'm just like, how is this guy going to say that that's shady behavior when she actually went through that herself? That's one of her own personal experiences. Like, and she's gone on to speak about that on record to whoever. Why can't she speak about that? And how is that shady? Like, how dare you call that shady behavior? If, if it was Diddy talking about it, you'd be like, oh man, like Diddy's the man talking about it. Like, shut the fuck up, bruv. I, I feel like this has really hit, some, hit a nerve with you. There's always a narrative, innit? When a woman tells her story, like, a man's always got to be like, oh, that's shady. And it's like, oh, shut the fuck up, bruv. Anyway, so... So you want to say thank you next to... I want to say thank you next to Male Radio Present. Yes! Fuck the patriarchy. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Next! All right, guys, so we're going to actually get into it. We're going to get into the meat of it. So Hardeep's going to do two things that she wants to say thank you next to. I'm going to do one. We're going to start with Hardeep and... You know, I really want to call you Hardzilla, but it's like, really, I have to constantly be like, Hardeep, Hardeep. Hello, everybody. My at is Hardzilla, but I go by the name of Hardeep. That is my government name. My Punjabi Bible birth name. I really want to call her Hardzilla. Hardeep. Oh, I could call you Hardeep. I don't know. So basically, we're going to get into it right now. So in the style of Ariana Grande herself, one taught me. You need to be single for at least a year or more from their previous relationship in order to have a healthy relationship going forward. At least. Okay, you know what? I actually read up on this today, yeah? Mm. And everyone's got such mixed things on it. People are like, you can date two months after your previous relationship if you can heal properly. Da, 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 da. No, no, you can't. How can you heal properly? No, I don't believe it. But like mentally, like the mental like toll that like relationships have and all of that stuff, like the breakup was a breakup like messy. Yes, no. Like all the baggage that comes from that. It takes ages in my opinion, to like work through some of that stuff. So I know when I've like dated people who have recently come out of relationships or when I've done the same, it's never like ended that good because I'm like either running from something and and hoping the next thing will be like different or like just not using my sense, like letting the old situation like dwell in this one. Or I'd be like worried that the person I'm dating, say if they've just newly come out of a relationship, that they're just constantly like still thinking about their ex and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's really important to have like time in between relationships to like process things and like move on. I know that from not doing that. That <laughs> uh, is not a great idea. So yeah, I think at least be single for an entire year, at least. But does it depend on how long you've been in that relationship for? Because like, is it, it does this apply to only long-term relationships or? No, I think even, even for someone's energy being in your life for like. Even an entanglement? An entanglement is the worst because it's fucking crazy. Like it's a head fuck. If you go on one date, like, I guess you can, like, that's 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 not a relationship. Yeah, that's not a relationship. But I think, like, say if you're seeing someone for, like, two, three months up to, like, six months, I don't I don't think you can move on and it be, like, clear and clean in your brain if you are, like, moving, moving, moving. What do you think? Mm. You know, people always say that it's like, um, if you've been with someone for two years, you need a year to move on. So you're always half the time. But I don't think that's true either. What do you think? Okay, my breakup, my last one was January 2019, yeah? And I was fixed, like, over it, like, probably February 2020. Wait, 
How long is that? Is that like, that's just over a year. All oh, right, yeah. Sorry, I can't That's count. just over a year. And maybe like there was some, maybe March, maybe March I was fully over it. But yeah, I was definitely like, I'd say, yeah, February, March-ish. So it was over a year. And I feel like my healing, no, was I at home? When was lockdown? When did lockdown start? No, March, innit? March. Yeah, okay. So I was I was all right by lockdown, to be honest. Um, But that was because I was having therapy. I, was, I had a life coach that I was working with. Like I did loads of stuff. Because obviously this relationship had a lot of, there was a lot of shit going down in this relationship, bad stuff. So I needed the therapy, but I guess the therapy probably sped it up a bit, but we were together probably for over four years. So had I not had that therapy, it would have probably taken me two, three years. Yeah, I don't think it's impossible to like get over someone in in under a year. However, like you were blatantly putting in some work as well. Like, but I think that is necessary. Like all of those things, therapy definitely... I think a lot of people think it's still really shameful or like there's a lot of like therapy shaming like oh you need help and that's like a curse um when really we all need to talk to somebody who's like outside of a situation who's actually a professional uh a lot of the time me included yeah man like it's the best thing I ever did like I would do it again but I have had really shit experiences with therapy as well like especially as being an Asian yeah like the last therapist I was seeing, he was very like putting me in a box like, oh, but you're so westernized and oh, but you're like this and and so fucking rude. oh, like how oh, but the, you're but you know, you must come from a traditional family. And it's like, bruv, like this stuff doesn't have anything to do with what I'm talking to you about. Like, well, I love that accent that you just did there. Yeah, he oh. was actually like that. Like he just he specified he worked with a lot of people in Hounslow. So he had seen a lot of certain type of Asians or whatever, I guess. And he he assumed that we were all the same. And it was just like, bruv. But also like, so if, what if you've worked in Hounslow? You don't know everyone. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and he's just there like, oh, yeah, I know a lot of brown people. And yeah, shut the fuck up. This guy makes me sick. Was his name Jonathan? Sounds like a Jonathan. Can't remember his name. Like our last session was awful. Like I was in tears. Jonathan, you make me sick. I'm sorry about that. Man. He makes me sick too. But it's it's really hard because I feel like, yeah, to find the right therapist that isn't going to like, you know, plague you with all these weird questions about being brown. You actually, sometimes I just think maybe you need to find a brown therapist if you're brown, mm, yeah. which I haven't had yet. I haven't had that yet. Talk us through some of the stuff that's happened where you haven't, we've, you've rushed into it. Would you classify those things as a rebound? Oh, wow. That was heavy. That's a, that's an intense question. Um, I definitely would say it wasn't a rebound because I actually genuinely had feelings. But were those feelings forced? Because you were trying to force something because the last thing didn't happen. I was definitely looking for like some sort of escape route and I got that. But I did have obvious uh, genuine feelings, yeah, I did. Um, and that's probably what made it even, uh, what made it even worse. <laughs> so what, what, would you, what would you do now knowing what you know, like if you were back in that situation? I am like a hopeless romantic, yeah? And when you get those feelings, like the anxious, excited butterflies, you know, the chemistry, it's like electric and all that stuff. I run to that, but I'm learning like as I'm getting older, like potentially that's not actually a good thing. And maybe that's probably more like damaging. Um, so it's hard at the time to be like, no, don't go for it. Like all my friends were telling me like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you need to like take a break. You need to chill. You need to like come, like learn about yourself, like to follow your dreams. And I was like, no, 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 no. Did that person know that you had just come out of like a breakup sort of situation? Um, Yeah, they were definitely aware. And I think in the, in the end, 
like I still wonder to this day is that was that the undoing of everything like you can't trust someone when you know that they've just been in a messy situation not that long ago from you like how do you you can't like you know everyone needs to process things so I think maybe like the trust the like trust and stuff wasn't there so if that needs to be built like slowly so is that like a is that a red flag like moving forward like with someone else a hundred percent a hundred percent although i didn't i didn't listen did i next time around i went with someone who um had recently split from their ex and they were still blatantly in love with their ex they were blatantly still in love with their ex how how long ago did they break up from their ex like six months Oh, so you look, but that's the thing. Like, I would think, oh, six months is quite healthy time. Like, so moving forward, like when you are chatting to someone, yeah, because all right, right now, my only option is online dating. So when I'm talking to a guy, you say only option, are you saying it because of COVID? Because of COVID, yeah. But anyway, what I was saying is like dating apps are like the only option during COVID, yeah. And how quickly can you bring up someone's ex? That's the thing, yeah. I feel like in certain circles or with certain people, it's like, oh, she's, you're asking me, oh, I'm not ready to talk about that. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. But like, that's good because that's like an indicator of who you should go absolutely nowhere near. Because if they're not ready to talk about that stuff, if they're not comfortable talking about that stuff, that just shows you where they're at. Like, you want someone who's going to be like open and honest with you and tell you how it is and be in like a good place. But I've had it before where people have like refused to talk to me about their ex and I'm like, that's fishy. If you think of a relationship just for a second, like an opinion, say if you have an outfit on and you've got your own opinion and then someone else gives you an opinion and then you've got loads of opinions, you're kind of like clouded by all these opinions and it kind of changes the way that you maybe think sometimes. So I think when you're going from a relationship maybe to another one or taking a break, like sometimes you can still be a bit clouded by the last one is what I was trying to say and when I've been in the situations before I might be saying something and I think me and you discussed this like outside of this I might say I'm over my ex and I might think oh yeah I'm over my ex or they might say it but you don't fully know until you've had that time to like sit with yourself and think I don't want to say this but I do feel like men carry a lot of baggage from previous relationships because they do that that they move on so quickly and it's, I know it sounds so stereotypical, but I have noticed that as a pattern from my exes that they carry this baggage and like they feel the need to trash their exes, which is a separate thing that we're going to get into in a different episode because it's a whole thing that we need to say thank you next to. But I was talking to this guy at work once and he was probably like in his 40s at the time. And he told me that he had not been single once since he was 12 years old i've got some people like that at school like people i went to school with who have not been single since they're at school and i'm like how do you even know yourself or like what you want separately from knowing you want to be with another human being it's fucking hard man what's your shortest gap that you've had my shortest gap was probably yeah like a couple of months this is when i was at uni it's a couple of months dated this guy who kind of looked like my ex kind of that's the worst thing yeah you know, people date people who look literally just like they're from the same area it. was the same background like the same religion ethnicity whatever same voice no like he was much cooler he was much funnier he was a funner guy same hair same family what happened in that is that we weren't even dating for a long time things escalated really quickly i think he got way too into me 
So like he was just so into me, yeah. No, but this is the danger, yeah. Is that when you do that and you're you're doing it because you're doing that for yourself. You're like, oh, I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna you know date someone else and whatever, whatever. And you're not ready to do it, but in your head, you're you're telling yourself this is the right thing to do, yeah. Because you're moving on. You're doing that thing of moving on. Ooh, it's such a good thing to move on. So in my head, I was thinking that. But what was going on in his head was he was falling in love, yeah, and. I remember like the Wednesday, I must have, no, maybe I broke up. I can't remember when I broke up with him yet, but before I had done it, he had, because I used to come back home on the weekends, this was at uni, he used to come back home to work at Woolworths on the weekends and then go back up to uni. Big man ting. Big man tings, you know what I mean? Um, West Ealing Woolworths, woo! And I worked in Matalan Coventry, if anyone's wondering. <laughs> I had come back to the flat and like my flatmates were like, oh, da, 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 da. so-and-so was here. Like he was here, blah, blah, blah. I was like, why was he here? I was like, I broke up with him. And they were like, oh, you broke up with him. And they looked like they were going to cry. And I was like, why are these girls crying right now? And then they were like, you need to go to your room. I was like, oh my God, what now? Went to my room and my room was full of a bajillion cups, vases, whatever. And in each thing was a flower everywhere. There were flowers all over my room. I was in a box room, yeah. Like, I was like, what the hell? And I was like, oh my God, I'm having a panic attack. But it's just like, that was just one thing that happened where I was like, oh my God. And I had to ring him and, you know, like we weren't even talking. I was like, I'm never going to call this guy again. And I had to ring him and be like, thanks for that. And he was getting so excited because he thought she's going to get back with me. And I was like, you didn't have to do that. Thank you. But it's like, I felt like such a bitch. But at the same time, I was being a dick because I shouldn't have even gone there in the first place. As you, I think when you get older, there's like this, it's, what is it? It's like hyper awareness of your own actions and how that will affect other people that you don't have when you're a teenager. Like you just... So messed up. Yeah, when you're a kid, like you just do like teenager, kid, young adult, you literally just do, you're just trying to get like gratification in any way that you can. And then I think as you get older, like when you mature into an adult, you actually have to think about the the impact that your actions have on someone else. But like you've learned that now, like you learned from that lesson. Oh yeah, I would never, I would never do it again because you feel disgusting afterwards. Like it is not worth it. Yeah. And I know now what moving on actually means. And it does mean spending time with yourself, not like moving on to the next guy it actually means yeah i'm moving on i'm taking time to learn the lessons what not getting uh, in the, under some over and under someone to get yeah over. oh my god you know people are like oh you gotta get under someone to get over there uh no no hun if i want like the fastest route to like depression anxiety maybe that is the route but for me i don't think so i don't know i mean is this universal does that work for some people and just not for us maybe we're just like those people that it doesn't work for i don't know if i've ever actually tried that to be honest but i i know even talking to someone fucks with my brain so having sex with them would really confuse things for me no it's too much it's actually team too much so okay overall like what you're saying is the rule that you don't get with someone who hasn't been single for longer than a year. So my lesson rule is... Um... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bet you get 30, bet you get 20, 20, 20, bet you get 20, 20, bet you get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Do not try and engage with another human being in a romantic sense when I have not been single for a year at least or they've not been single for a year like I think we both need to be on a nice even ground of uh, singleness to engage in anything because I don't want your shit like it's not like it's not like no baggage ever because everyone has like shit trauma blah 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 but like the stuff that you need to get on and work through, like I can't be listening to you like bashing your ex or like still not over things or like work, at least even working through or trying to like get over things because you're still blatantly in love with your ex, you know? I love that. Next. Are we going to get on to lesson two? Yeah, so um, lesson two is is me. It's been brought to you by me. One told me. To think like a man when it comes to pay rises. Tell me about this lesson. Please explain what that means. We're not here to just like, you know, trash talk things like people do in relationships. But it's like, actually, what did you learn from your time within that relationship? And from that time, being with a man and understanding how a man thinks, it was crazy because this guy would apply for jobs that he was not qualified to apply for. Blokes always do this. Yeah. And it was his confidence that he did it with. It was his blagging skills. He felt he genuinely thought he was like a master blagger, but he wouldn't let it on the to you that he thought he was a master blagger he would just blag 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 away like he would blag anything like he could blag us into a restaurant that was fully booked that was like super in demand that could have been michelin starred like he would have blagged us a table that night do you know what i mean like he was that guy that would just blag whatever so like yeah i would see him applying for jobs that he definitely wasn't qualified for and like i would never never bother like i would like if if you would see like a a Anything, a job description, you'd be like, oh, you need this, you need a black book full of contacts and da, da, da. I'd be like, oh my God, I don't have that. I can't do this. Oh. And I'm just like, oh, I'm so underqualified. My life is shit. I'm fucking shit everything. Fine. So that would just be me and I'd be on my merry way and I'd be like, okay, let me find some low level job that I can apply for. Yeah, that I feel comfortable applying for. And yeah, genuinely, again, don't want to fucking stereotype, but it feels like this is a man woman thing. Like men do apply for stuff that they don't necessarily have full qualifications for and then like he started talking to me about my money and like how much I earn and stuff and I'm a freelancer so I'm on a day rate he was like you're not on enough blah 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 and I was like oh interesting and I proper got a bee in my bonnet about it like I'm not on enough money blah 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 I'm not on enough but on this occasion it was all for the right reasons like usually you'd be like oh I've got a bee in my bonnet about this and it like it like fucks you up and whatever Actually, I started doing digging around at work. I started doing digging around on what my team was on, yeah? And the way I did it, and this is this is a lesson that I actually learned from a Sharmadine Reed lecture that I went to, but you have to talk to whoever does all the pay and be like, hey, just wanted to know, like, what is the highest paid member of the team on and what would it take for me to get to that level? And I found out that the men were getting paid way more than the women on the team. And that the two people of colour on the team were being paid the least, despite the fact that the two people of colour on the team 
were award-winning creatives who were given all the important campaigns and basically relied on heavily like in this team so I was like oh my god going crazy going crazy so eventually yeah we got our pay rise but what started it was his whole thing of being like you're not getting paid enough you need to push for this you need to have this meeting you need to talk to this person blah 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 blah. but me being me without him there I would not have ever thought to do that but that is a lesson that I take with me for life now like I will always now every six months I'll be like hey man can I have a pay rise hey man are you gonna up my day rate hey man like da, 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 da. and if they even if they say no I'll just be like okay how about we revisit this at Christmas like I'll always be like okay let me set a goal now to get my pay like up and that has come from my ex so thank you baby next I think that is such a positive lesson and I think I read somewhere once that when it comes to like job descriptions like girls will read a whole job description if there's like one thing or two things they can't do they'll be like put off whereas guys if there's like more things on there that they can't do than they can they'll just still go for it anyway because you do learn shit you're not going to know everything and if you had to be 100% qualified for every single job you literally wouldn't move but you know that just level of like man white man confidence sometimes like I fucking want that and other times I realize you know what not having that white man confidence white actual man or man man any man confidence it also lets us be who we are but I feel like this is so good that you have learned a lesson about your self-worth from a relationship that's sick and that's not like a damaging thing like oh I'm worth you know oh no 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 that's like it's it's one of the good things that I'm taking out of that relationship and that's what I mean if you look for them they are there no matter how badly the relate like our relationship ended bad but yeah that was that's a great thing that he gave me and it's going to stay with me forever and it's just that thing cuz it's so awkward asking for a pay rise and as a freelancer as well like you just don't know how to do it and i just figured it out like actually as a freelancer you just up your rate you just be like this is my rate now book me or don't book me yeah, I, I'm a freelancer as well. And I think you have to know your worth. But I think especially like when you start off in like, it can be like a mixture of like, you know, when you're out, out of like uni or like, you know, young, you think you have to kind of like, you, you have to graft and obviously you do. Um, but some companies take advantage or really like rinse young people. And I think as well, like being brown, like, We've grown up with that like immigrant mentality of like working fucking hard. And I think there's the whole the whole idea of like knowing your worth and not like and having like a good balance like of like work life balance. It's like not even it's not it wasn't even like existent like in our culture or like in I don't know my, like my parents or grandparents like lives. I remember like working at an all Asian office, yeah. And at the time I was le- I was leaving the role I was in and my bosses were like, why are you leaving? And I was like, because I want a work-life balance. Like at the time I was like, I'm, I'm about to hit 30 now. I want a work-life balance. And like, they were Asians. So they were just looking at me like, what? Like, they just didn't get it, like what I was saying. And I was just trying to explain like with the hours I'm working and what I'm doing, like I don't have time to even say hi to like, the family that I live with like it's not I think it's hard it's hard man like you have to like make a routine and stuff so that's it man that's my lesson it's short and sweet I love that lesson I think it's really good thank you thank you next are we gonna go on to lesson three lesson three yeah lesson three is one taught me the other person cannot always give you closure sometimes you have to get closure by yourself yeah boy i realized one time when i was going through it 
that closure, closure doesn't exist. Closure is like an idea. What? And it it's not a real thing. It's not a real thing. What do you mean? Because like surely that whole thing about point one, lesson one, where it's like, okay, like that person should be single for a year is so they get closure and they're closing that fucking chapter of their life before they start a new one with you. Let's Google the word closure before we move into some... Fr- uh... See what I mean? Like, how? Come on now, you got to trust me. Where's the trust? I do trust you, mate. Okay, right. Closure. All right, okay, right, right. Closure does an act or process of closing something, especially an institution that... Okay, right, that's not... Institute, that's not important. Um... A thing that closes or seals something, such as a cap or a tie. A sense of resolution or conclusion at the end. Ah, resolution. I have had situations where there was an understanding and we've had conversations and that's all great. We've reached a conclusion and there is an understanding. I've had situations where there's no resolution, no conclusion and no understanding. So... Situations I've been in that had a bit of a conclusion. Yeah. I think emotionally they are like better for you. I mean, they're not going to cause you so much like emotional turmoil. Whereas the times when I haven't had any closure, I've had to get it for myself. And there's still like answers I don't have. Hmm. I still have questions about the situation where I did get all the answers because looking back, interp- I interpret things now in a different way. And like, I might have said blah, 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 whatever I said back then. And they might have said whatever they had to say back then. And we may have really believed it. But now after some time, actually, maybe it wasn't even what we thought we... No, definitely. And I think like on those in those situations where you have to find it yourself, that is where therapy can can come in and be very very useful because then you can talk through all of that stuff with someone who's not been involved not got an emotional sort of attachment or investment or whatever like because if you ask your friends they're emotionally invested in you so naturally they're going to be like you're fucking perfect Raj like this guy you don't need to hear that you want to you want to know okay did I fuck this up did I do something that made this like go to shit or was I with someone who just wasn't ready to like be with me or whatever like yeah if that person can't tell you which I think is the really if you both cannot give each other closure at the end of the relationship there's something really really wrong with both of you I do think that that is the thing because I think that is the least you owe to one another for being that close to one another for letting each other into each other's private parts and whatever else yeah but thing is you can try like you can try and give each other closure and say if you you have like a conversation you meet up or whatever but like there's also a sense of your deepest darkest thoughts or sometimes the truth about the relationship you can't you can but you choose not to tell that person because it would hurt them so much like if you fell out of love with someone and then they asked you like you know why do you break up with me and you I don't think that's painful yeah to hear that okay I fell out of love with you I don't think that's I think okay at least they're being honest at least I know like they just fell out of love with me. I can't really do anything about that. That's also, that would be devastating to hear. That would be absolutely devastating to hear. So this is also what I meant about closure, like doesn't exist. Like th- th- I think this is what I actually tried to mean. I can say any words in any order to you that I believe or I don't believe, but actually that could also be a load of shit. Like I'm just saying it to spare your feelings. 
I could say, oh, uh, it's because you snore too loud. But really, it's because I hate your family. But like, I can't tell you like, or I choose not to tell you the second because it would hurt your feelings too much. So like, being reliant on someone else's closure is like, I guess, like kind of human because we want it. But also, that is just an opinion at the end of the day. And you don't even know if it's real because people are going to try and spare your feelings. So how, how, how can you get closure by yourself? What's the best way to do it? The best way I have got closure in the past. Yeah. Yeah. I think was by looking inwards. Like one of the things I was looked at is like, what do I enjoy doing? What do I like doing? And trying to do like more of the stuff I like and getting back to like a sense of who I am instead of like running away from who I am and my purpose and stuff. I always find that when I get into relationships, like I completely like abandon myself. This is something I'm working on. You know, everything I like just goes out the window and this person becomes my life. So a way I kind of get back on my track is just like evaluate like, okay, what do you actually like doing? Uh, What kind of activities do you enjoy? I really like walking. I like yoga. I like working out. I like chilling on my own. I like reading. I like making content. Going back to it, how do you forget like, okay, like there's this lingering thing about this relationship. It's lingering. Like how do you stop that from being a lingering thought that is always there, like haunting you? Like, why did they break up with me? Why did we break up? Why didn't we work out? I think a lot of that is like time. I know it sounds so lame, but I think time, I know that doesn't help because it's like, I want the the closure now. Sometimes you need like good friends that you can air your thoughts out. And like you said, like a therapist that can really fucking help. Also, I've definitely found that when I had all these lingering thoughts, like, and when I went and saw a therapist, um, they helped me to they like point you in the direction of stuff to like read about and understand. So they were like, I was explaining a situation to them and they kind of like pointed out like the patterns, what I was saying to them kind of suggested. So then they gave me stuff to like research in my own time that I could kind of just like unpick what was going on in that situation. I realized like the situation was unhealthy and like having that time to like reflect and so much time on my own was really good for me. I also went on loads of holidays, loads of holidays. I think holidays are banging. They're the best thing to do to get closure. Because what better time to not be distracted by anything else apart from what's around you, nature, you're like reconnecting with Mother Earth. You're reconnecting with the sun, the sea, the sand, like the trees. You can go tree bathing, <laughs> like there's so much. And I just think, yeah, what a, it's, it's a change of scenery as well, isn't it? Because I think when you're staying in those same ends where you were linking this guy and blah, 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 blah. Of course, that's all you're going to think about, linking this guy. That's the other thing. Like, you know, going out and making new memories, it kind of like for me, it helps add some distance. Reading books? Yeah, um, reading books. Also... Specific types of books. Yeah, like self-help books. Yeah. You know, the other thing is that I feel people can get trapped in is in that thing of if they don't get closure, they actually fully expect the other person to give it to them. Do you know what I mean? And you're kind of like, no, I'm going to get it. No, I need to know. Like I need to talk. To- no, man, just let him go. Just let him go. I think this is like one of the overarching points. It's like if it's like putting your destiny in someone else's hands, if you're waiting for like the closure, it's like putting your life on hold sometimes, waiting for someone else's opinion, which which might be helpful or might not be, 
to determine like whether you're gonna move on or be happy or whatever what situations have you been in where you have or haven't got closure i haven't like the first like my first big breakup no closure whatsoever like the guy ghosted me literally when ghosting wasn't even a thing so it wasn't a cultural phenomenon so i didn't even know what it was and i was just like oh he's just like disappeared and pretending that like nothing's happening and i remember like at the time i was chasing him for closure because there wasn't even a verbal breakup it was just that he literally ghosted me after like a what six year relationship seven year relationship god knows what 10 years i don't know it was a long time so i was just like wow okay so i'd be calling him calling him calling him and i remember one time i called him and i was like hi and he was like hi and i had to call from withheld he wouldn't answer my calls and i was like hey what's going on like what where are you what's been going what's what's the problem what's going on and he was like i'm sorry hello who who is this And I'm like, what? What? Like, it's what? And I had to send him a text afterwards. I was like, this is the girl who gave you your first kiss. This is the girl who did this. And um, yeah, afterwards, you know, I just felt like such a twat. But like, it's fine. Like, eventually, yeah, I realized I had to get my own closure. And to be honest, like, it was just time that gave it to me. I didn't at the time. Like, all of the tools we're talking about, books and therapy and one on one, that just wasn't. Uh, I, it just wasn't a thing. I wasn't emotionally intelligent enough to know that I could do that stuff so it was just about like yeah just it was just about focusing on myself I was at work like that was I was working at the BBC I had my first shiny brand new job at the BBC so I was like wow cool great and yeah years pass by and you just get over it and then you meet someone else but I have to say like I stayed single for ages after that a like I was not interested in meeting anyone and even when I met the next guy who was again my next long-term relationship I was so not interested I was just like I don't even want a boy I remember the first date and I was just literally like I could be I said it to him I was like I could be sitting in a bar with my friends right now I don't know why I'm here like I actually literally said that but it was just like but it worked out whatever well it worked out for a few years yeah it's just that thing of like I don't think I don't know I'm never really looking for a relationship if you know what I mean but I think that might have been because of that first relationship and not getting closure and kind of feeling like okay i'm not actually ready to look for a relationship i'm definitely not saying by the way that like closure is like a bad thing we shouldn't be giving people closure other people can't always give it to you i think if things have ended on a good in a good place and you're like good friends whatever um yeah like let's all try and help everyone move on by giving them like some sense of resolution so they can but in the situations where i know i've not had any i've had to get my own and yeah it's fucking hard it is hard it is very hard it's tough it's tough but you can get through it people get through it it's not like a killer if i'm honest when i didn't have closure i did not know how i would make it through yeah and you always do make it through and it always feels like oh i'm gonna die like this i laugh about it now like in my head i'm like you fucking you were on the floor crying yeah about this dude yeah yeah and look at you now yeah i think it is funny to look back on but when you're in it you're kind of like i'm gonna die why has this happened but um listen those it was i had two super long-term relationships and both of them did not give me any closure so i had to get it for myself and the first one was time and the second one was yeah re-education and spending time with myself and throwing myself into myself if you know what i mean and yeah, you know what? It really worked because actually I scored my first 
podcast with Radio One and I won an Aria. And what was the best thing about it, yeah, is that like my ex, who's basically trying to say that I, I, I don't do enough in my career and that I don't achieve enough in my career. And I just thought, ha. That gave you a rocket up your ass to do something, didn't it? I just thought, oh, look, you're out of my life and look, oh, I'm doing something. Well, that's the other thing I notice. When I have nobody in my life, I really do thrive. People are asking me all the time, like, how have you been doing in lockdown? And I'm like, I've been thriving. How have you been doing? Because I've been thriving. It's that single, it's that single glow. Also, I wanted to say actually about the. This didn't help me get closure, but I had like a fire. I did it obviously purely out of like revenge. Like I can still date other people, and other people still find me attractive. So no, sorry, wait. I just heard the word fire. So did you light a fire? No, uh, I just went on a really very very. Uh, very good date like maybe like two months after the oh, yeah like two what? months after the whole thing ended i went on a really really good date with somebody else and it was so good oh wow we didn't seem to like vibe we weren't very like compatible outside of the date but just to know i could have a very nice comfortable experience with another person like it does fucking exist you're like i will never love again the other thing that a lot of people do yeah and they think is going to help them get closure is to fuck up things for their ex, yeah? So, like, one of my mates is like, let's go slash so-and-so's tires. And I'm like, no, motherfucker, no. And, you know, they're like, oh, okay, let's... um, They want to plan all these excessive things, like, uh, let's break into the house and write with invisible ink and do this, and then he'll see it. And- I heard... Can I just say, I heard... Someone told me once when I was very young that they broke into the ex's house and put raw meat under the floorboards. Oh, oh. Can I say that was very inventive and I'm actually, you know, but (laughs) the thing is you are wasting your energy, time on this earth, going to their house, coming up with this elaborate plan, the money, the aftermath, the stress. They're going to know it was you. Everything. Yeah, they know. They're going to know. Then their family is going to hate you. Then you can't look at their family in the eye. You can't go to fucking Tesco because their sister's there. Like, <sighs> yeah. So like, you know, like, and people do it and people do shit like that. Like, they're like, oh, Halloween's coming up. Let's egg his house. Let's do this. And I'm like, I would throw a cheeky egg at someone's house, but I've got no hatred for anyone right now, to be honest. If I'm honest, I... nah. Yeah, one cheeky egg. Cheeky spare egg. Nah. You know, like, and this is... No, you know why? Because, like, you know, what this is about is about revenge, right? This is the underlying theme of what this is about. And I always think the best revenge is success, baby. Moving forward in your life, moving on in your life. Like, leave that shit behind. It's not even a thing. It's not even an afterthought. Like, you don't... Why would you give that person the pleasure of even thinking that you threw an egg at their house? Never. Like, if you're my ex, yeah, you will... You will never get that from me. Just remember that. You know, no, you're dead to me, bitch. No, that's me and Raj. They're not dead to you. What is... No, they're de- Like, homie, like, you think I'm going for an egg at your house? You'd be lucky. There's probably one person who's... I'd throw an egg at their house, but it's more banter than it is, like... Yeah, like, you do it for bads. Like, but that's like, you know... Yeah, maybe with my new ting. <laughs> I'm such a dick. 
I ain't got a new ting either, bruv. Like, it's fine. If I had a new ting, I'd maybe I would, but I ain't got one, so. I got a new ting, I like, it's fine. I'm just gonna manifest it in my life. Manifest the new ting. That's the only way I'm gonna get a new ting by manifest. Oh, actually, yeah, yeah. That's, oh, that oh, sense. and my favorite revenge story, yeah. This is my favorite revenge story now that we're on to revenge stories. The fact that we even have, like, the fucking, uh, the side note, a revenge story. Go on. <laughs> But it's, it's 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 great. So it's Lady Gaga, yeah? And, like, it's a story that, like, she used to be with this guy who used to always be, like, you're never going to be famous. Like, why are you even trying? You're so shit at what you're doing. You're never going to be famous. No one... You, your face is weird. Like, you're never going to be famous. And she was like, my best revenge is that this guy can't even go for a coffee in the morning without seeing my face on a billboard or a bus or wherever, yeah? At a bus stop. And yeah, that story has stayed with me. So listen, yeah, revenge is your is is success. Success is revenge. That's it. I feel you. Thank you. Next. All right, cool. That's it from episode one of Thank You Next. We hope you've enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Make sure you share it with your friends or someone who might be looking for closure right now who needs to hear it. I'm definitely looking for some of that. Or maybe maybe this is how you give closure to your ex. If you are my ex and you're sending me a podcast for closure better know first things first your exes should be blocked they are they all no. actually no they're not oh <gasps> awkward i'm not making this noise when i'm uncomfortable <laughs> it's just the same noise it's like, it sounds <laughs> like someone's making ulti like it sounds like someone's gonna do ulti ulti everybody is the punjabi word for throwing up so there you go educational <laughs> podcast oh so so mature If you like what you heard, make sure you hit subscribe and don't forget to give us a review. A five-star review because, you know, like the hotels we like to stay in, the hotels you like to stay in, they have five stars. We like five-star reviews. You like five-star things. Like, The, the last hostel I stayed in had bed books. I didn't say hostel. I said hotel. <laughs> I'm a host. I'm a hostel person. I'm a hosteler. I'm a I'm a hosteler. Host- no, uh, yeah, yeah, nah. exactly. Yeah, five stars, please. Five stars. Five stars, like the five star hostel. You know, like 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 the restaurant you like to go to. I don't know. I've never been to a five star Michelin star restaurant. Have you? I don't think that exists. No, but there's other restaurants that exist that are definitely ten out of ten. Five stars, whatever. Yeah, whatever, man. Whatever. You know how? You know what we want. You know, and and remember, whoever gives the best review and five stars <laughs> gets a sexy dance from Hardeep. Like, please include what you would like to see, what moves you'd like to see, what track you want to see it done to. And I feel like I've set myself up for failure here. And Hardzilla is going to throw some moves up and we're going to throw dollar bills at her. Yo. I'm just going to, I'm going to be fully clothed. That's just, I'm going to be wearing a puffer jacket. Oh my God. No, let them decide what you can no, wear no, no, as well. No. I'm going to be wearing a, uh, what's one of those, what's like a hooded jacket? No, like I want parka. you to wear like, I'm wearing a parka no, jacket. no, dress up like a lobster. Yeah. I like that. I, I, yeah, that, that's good. I like that. Yeah. I like that. So okay. guys, next week, we're going to be back with our first official guest who's going to be saying thank you next to a little something something. Remember to holler at us and let us know what you're saying thank you next to on hi, thank you next podcast at gmail.com. Or you can DM us on socials. We're thank you next pod on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, you know what I want to hear though, yeah? Because I've not done it, because I've physically never got revenge on an ex, 
If you have a revenge story, fucking tell revenge, us. Because I want to hear it. Does revenge hurt the revengey or the revenger? Yeah, tell us. Does it? Does it hurt you when you do it? Did it Did it come back to like, fuck you up the arse, like karma? Or was it a thing where you were just like, nah, it's cool, man. I... Wait, what's revenge though? Like, I don't think I've ever... Revenge is like, yeah, I'm going to chuck an egg at his house. I'm going to slash his tires. Okay, listen, next week we're going to start with just a little bit of a revenge story. Like, I need to hear some revenge stories. I don't think adults do revenge. Adults shouldn't do revenge. You should grow up. No, I need adult revenge. I want to hear about adult revenge. Grow up. Grow. No, grow up. They do. They do it. They do revenge. All right, see you later in a bit. Bye. <laughs> we'll be back next week. <laughs> Bye. Thanks, but uh, next. 